Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossett, managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. This show brought to you by Fightful Select. Com. That is our premium service. You know you can get all your free wrestling news over at Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. But you can get extra podcasts. You can ask questions for interviews. You can get early access to stuff. Get NXT 205 Live, NXT UK reviews over at FightfulSelect.com. We have that Q&A show coming up this week. We had the NXT UK review uh, from Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, live is a free preview. Check that out on the site. But uh, over on Fightful.com, absolutely free, we had the Starcade review, which Alex Pawlowski, who is yeah. joining me, live from Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, that show, which only existed in the form of a condensed one-hour special on the WWE Network, yeah. absolutely stomped last week's Raw podcast numbers. Now, yeah. I just want to say, you were, you were not at the event tonight, Alex. Oh, 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 no, no, I was not. However, you are officially a survivor yeah. of tonight's yeah. Raw. Yeah, I am. Uh, we are all survivors. Uh, some of us might have survivor's remorse, little guilt that we made it out alive, but Wrestling so many- did not, in fact. This wrestling is did fifth, not. This is the fifth night. In yep. which wrestling has died. Yeah. For those of you who can hit me up with the other dates in which wrestling died, please do so, or the moments. I know that, I believe that Kane defeating Finn Balor clean was one. I believe yeah, that bad. Brock beat, or getting beat by Goldberg was one. I that think was, that, that was the first. That was the first. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Braun getting beaten by Brock, I believe, is another. So if anybody can remember yeah. which other ones, uh, please hit me up on Twitter. But. It's like I felt guilty even doing the Fightful Select plug to come into this. I'm like, man, I'm just I'm ready to ether this show. This is a three-hour show, Alex, and I am a lover of professional wrestling and a lover of sports entertainment. Yeah. And I found maybe, maybe, if, if I can fill up one hand with the number of things I enjoyed on this show, yeah. then I, I would feel very fortunate. No, uh, no, no, no. I told you off the air, I'm glad you didn't go to the show because it would be a shame to report your suicide live on the air. Yeah, 
and I said, well, I, I would have I would have left early to beat the traffic. And when I say left early, it probably went around like, you know, 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be bad, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, this was this was there. There were very few highlights of this thing. It, it kind of felt like everyone was on the sinking ship and too lazy to get off before they all drowned. Yeah, man, it was totally miserable. Uh, we are going to tear this show apart. If you are looking for a positive review, we probably aren't the show you want to listen to tonight because there wasn't anything that really mattered on this show. And this comes after last week. <clears throat> Even my weekender on Fightful Select was short, Alex. Yeah. Impact Wrestling had two matches on their show last week, and one wasn't even from this decade. <laughs> last week was truly, since, since I have covered pro wrestling, the most inconsequential week of national programming I have ever covered in my entire life. Well, okay, not my entire life. Since I've started covering wrestling. Yeah. It, it, was, it was real bad. It was real bad, man. So we, we get another episode of Raw that doesn't mean a damn thing. We run back a bunch of matches that we've already seen a hundred times. Man, that was, the, that was the biggest thing. It was like, I don't know how many, there were so many retreads. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that was, was new-ish was like, didn't make sense. And uh, it was just, I don't understand. Man. Also, let me bury my cousin. My cousin Travis, who grew up watching wrestling with me, Alec, you were you were the subject of a Thanksgiving discussion. Oh, was I? My cousin, who secretly started to watch wrestling last year, I didn't even know. Didn't even know, man. Then I then I start to realize he's been watching my show. And then the other day at Thanksgiving, he says, "Alex Palowski, man, that's my dude. I watch the shows that he's on." And I said, "Pardon me, pardon me." Person well, I've lived with multiple times. Yeah, I do these podcasts. I yeah. produce them. Yeah, yeah. What can I say? You know, uh, he's picked a side, and and do you want to be on the right side or the wrong side of history, Sean? I think he's picked the right side. Well, well. Let's also talk about the fact that when we fired up two K a few years ago, the first people that caught his eye on that game were the Ascension. So <laughs> let's not act like his judgment is the best. I am nothing if not the Connor and Victor of wrestling and analysis. <laughs> to be fair, he he is responsible for getting me into MMA. But my God, you are you are the Connor and Victor <laughs> of analysis. Yeah. Alex, let me ask you: Are, are you are you rocking? The fingerless tonight? Oh no, I'm uh, I'm in my living room where it's not below forty degrees, so I don't well, need to. Well, you know what? Raw left a lot of people out in the cold. Uh yeah, a lot of people out in the cold. Yeah, and that's not a good thing. No. And even though Raw left a lot of you out in the cold, it didn't leave me out in the cold, Ooh, my friends. Why wow. is that? Because this episode is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Control your environment at the touch of a button. Pew-pew! Whoa! With Action Heat. I feel like Iron Man in these things, Alex. (laughs) I tried them out today. I love them. You charge them up. You put them right in. And I'm talking like almost immediate heat. I've got some upcoming weather scenarios in which these are going to come in handy. And i got to be honest. I'm not an outdoorsy guy in the cold, at least. But I like to sled, like to do a little snowboarding, like to shred some powder. Not cocaine. Nope. Actual snow. 
actual snow. These can reach up to temperatures of 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget when you're wearing them. That's amazing. It is amazing. They provide toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body. They have men's and women's heated jackets, shirts, base layers, long johns, even heated socks, gloves, and hats. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Uh, They have heated uh, products that fit everyone's budget starting at just $39.99. Like I said, I love these gloves. I have a couple more uh, items I'm going to try out this week. But right now, you can save 20% by going to actionheat.com slash Fightful. Actionheat.com slash Fightful. Or just use the coupon code Fightful. Hit them up on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. It's a good time. Oh, my God. I'm toasty, my friends. Actionheat.com slash Fightful. Yeah, I, I would rather do an action heat plug for an hour <laughs> than talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's 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 so, some somebody who wrote this was obviously toasted, but I don't know if they were toasty warm. Oh yeah, they they didn't have the action heat, or else the show would have been uh, would have been a lot better, a lot better. So basically, by next year, we're going to have WWE heels sell, saying, LOL, you dumb fat cucks. That is basically where we're going to be at. Yep. Vince McMahon discovered the term beta yeah. this week, Alex. Yeah, and we yeah. got that repeatedly. Yeah, beta. Yep, it's a thing. You can you call somebody that, and it means they are less than an alpha. And there's a thing. Like, if Vince McMahon was, let's say, 95, 96, 97 era Vince McMahon right now, he would walk around calling himself the Alpha all the time. Like, he's, if he was that plugged into the zeitgeist. It, I'm amazed it took this long for somebody to, like, explain to him what Alpha and Beta was, but I know he loves it now. Oh, he sure does. Corbin says that he sent a camera crew to Birmingham for Braun to issue comments. Now, keep in mind, Baron is out in front of the crowd with Lashley, Leo Rush, Drew McIntyre. Braun cuts this super cheesy promo yep. with his bruised elbow. It's bad. Like, I'm going to cut my Blue Chew promo tonight as if I'm Braun Strowman in here. He was like humble bragging. He was like, this surgeon has never performed on an arm quite this big. <laughs> and the gore in which he is going to experience is unlike anything. I didn't even understand half of this, Alex. No, it was it was bad. It was like, um, this is the largest arm, and it also is easier to repair and heal. My my right arm is Wolverine. Like I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I it this this began the three hours, and I was like, well, okay. I I, I kind of figured we weren't going to see Braun live, but. Don't have him at all. This is what you're going to do with him. Yeah. Yikes. One of my favorite things about Twitter and this age is it, it makes it a lot easier to do my job in the social media age because I can contact people and ask them questions about the show and yada, yada. But it, it also the people who are clear bullshit artists and try to get in my inbox and feed me bad info, like just objectively. And it's like, I've never replied to you before when you've tried to feed me info. What makes you think I will now? 
And one of them, <clears throat> about 15 minutes into the show, was Braun's not going to be back in time for TLC. They're setting up an angle with Braid and Knight. And Bray? I said, and I said, Braun is literally on the show right now saying he's going to be at TLC. <laughs> Good try. That was the first time I had replied to this person ever. I, I, I love that he went with Bray. Yeah. Well, Bray interrupted and returned at Starcade. You right. all can see the video on YouTube.com slash Fightful. But anyway, they're all interrupted by the lights going out. When they come back on, Elias is on the stage. He talks about Drake Maverick pissing his pants and that Drake Maverick would be a better suited GM and says that Leo Rush would be too, although it would break some child labor laws. I like I like the, the jokes, at least from Elias. They're funny. But this song about Bobby Lashley sucking, one of the five things that I might have enjoyed on this show, it's going to catch on too. Lashley is, uh, is great. Uh, he cuts the same promo on the heel in the ring that he used to cut on the crowd from the ring. Yes. But this time he gets to get through his whole song. And that's and that's better. I like that. I, I think we I don't know if we actually skipped over it, but I wanted to mention the whole um uh Baron adding the stipulation that Braun probably not gonna be ready for TLC, but the match is going on as scheduled. And if he doesn't show up, then I win by forfeit. Yeah. Oh, so up until match time, we're going to be told Braun's not going to be here. We don't know where Braun is. We're, we we think he might be coming, but, but there's no sign of Braun. I guess he won't be here, and therefore, Raw! Like, that's that's the most obvious thing now. Like, I I don't know how many days we're out from TLC, but I can see the future. Did you want your fifth singles match with Elias and uh, Bobby Lashley? Well, technically your sixth as well. Yeah. They've also competed a couple times in tag matches. They had several interactions this year when Bobby Lashley debuted. Yeah. So they have been tied together this entire year, although in different roles. Elias has to battle Lashley with all the aforementioned heels out there. They cause distractions, attack, really anything they can through the first break. Uh, Elias scores a big knee and a flying elbow drop, but Leo Rush pulls the ref out of the ring. Lashley gets DQ'd, and Corbin announces that because he was interrupted by Elias, he didn't get to mention that this was no DQ. Elias comes back anyway, takes out Corbin and Drew. Then Corbin stops Elias before he can use the guitar, and they destroy the guitar. Fortunately, uh, Elias has a sponsorship. A big assisted Claymore connects outside the ring. Man, Drew's been hitting these outside the ring an awful lot. Yeah. uh, Outside the ring, that... Yeah. um, He... He's great, and I'm. It's a weird thing that they're like they, they had this wonderful transition from him being, uh, Dolph's Diesel, to him being like the most powerful dude on the show, <clears throat> to now him being just a lackey for the corporate authority figure. Like I don't know, I don't know how you. It feels like they did that in the span of. Well, what are you weeks. talking about? He won the main event, Alex. Yeah, it's true. I forgot. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. The move in which we have dubbed the Bama Slamma hits on the stairs. That was gnarly. That was great. Uh, and Elias took that like a champ, too. It made it look great. He sure did. They mock the Braun Strowman run around the ring spot with Lashley's spear. I thought that was a nice touch. <clears throat> he went, Yeah, he wins by kneeling on Elias. And my question is, where's Finn Balor during all this shit? 
Well, no, this is the thing. Baby faces don't have friends unless it suits the script. That's just that's just yeah. the way it goes. Uh, uh, heels run in packs. Baby faces are like they're they're lone wolves unless it's in the script that are in a tag team for the night. So like ba- Balor's backstage, you know, doing sit ups. I don't know. We see an EC3 promo for this week's NXT. I'm glad to see that. Hopefully we see him on the main roster soon because uh, this show could use him. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is they could use him if they're going to use him right. I mean, I don't they know. They don't use anybody, though. They they like to acquire talent so it can't be useful elsewhere. Yeah, but, including, um, including in NXT, which they run. I mean, the thing is... I had someone dare to say, oh, is he main roster ready yet? And I'm like, oh, no, he was main roster ready like six years ago when he was called up to the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was ready then. He was never yeah. unready. Yeah. <clears throat> More Corbin crappenings. Corbin fires a stagehand for allowing the interruption from Elias. And Alexa Bliss approaches and calls Corbin impressive and says that the stagehand is dead weight. She says that she's open to helping Baron Corbin. Now, I, I can relate to Baron Corbin here. Delegate, homeboy. Delegate. Always delegate. Speaking of, we got Steven Jensen starting that Weekender podcast on Fightful Select. Nice. Oh, I am thrilled to not watch Impact by a deadline. <laughs> I get to take my time. Sorry, Steven Jensen, but he'll be covering Ring of Honor, NWA, Being the Elite, uh, Impact, all kinds of cool stuff on the Weekender audio podcast. I'll be doing something special on uh, Fightful Select soon. So Corbin asks Bliss to run the women's division. She's following in the footsteps of Brooke Hogan. Yeah. Brooke I mean, Hogan. As Just, most successful it, it, people do. Exactly who you want to emulate on yeah. your trip to the top. I would think so. I put on Twitter, for those of you who couldn't be arsed to watch TNA, she was in charge of the knockouts division. Holy crap, this Dean Ambrose promo. This Raw was so bad that I forgot about this. Yeah, no. It, it, like When I was watching it, I was like, this is historically bad. We're going to remember this for years. And you're right. I had forgotten about it until right now. I'm going to do some asking about this, but this is a Vince McMahon promo all the way. I'm oh, going to tell you. 100%. Now, this is my speculation, but I'm telling you guys that this is the answer I'm going to get. <laughs> How do I know? Because every time I ask a question... Like this, that is the answer I get back. Ambrose is at his doctor's office and says that he's risking getting sick if he comes to Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't go to an Arby's and get a salad or anything either. Right. Because that's going to happen too. I'm surprised they haven't made a Roman Romaine joke yet, but. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. A whole lot of shitty you people promos from a guy who has a legitimate reason to be upset and yeah. a lot of subject matter to attack, Alex. Like, you got a you got a former buddy who has cancer and you've went there. Right. You go there, you go to, hey, you know all that shit we did for years. This is karma. By the way, maybe that's why my friend got cancer. To all you people. Well, he did the same, he did the same you people shtick. When he came out to the ring at the end of the uh, Raw last week, I, like the idea that you have a a, a na- like this guy's a natural on the mic. He's, he can do anything you ask him to. He could sell. He could absolutely sell me on. We committed sins as the Shield. We've never atoned for them. 
I am the angel. Uh, I am the avenging angel who's going to make us atone for these sins. This guy could sell me on it. I don't know if anybody else could. But instead of that, he's cutting, you people all stink and you smell bad and your town stinks and smell bads. And I don't like how ugly you all are, you people. That is really what you're like. That's 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 bottom of the barrel. Why? No, no. Oh, it, that that's bottom of the barrel. You know what else is bottom of the barrel? Getting shots that get progressively bigger, including one in the ass with um, with a novelty sized yeah. syringe. Yeah, yeah. The um, piss test guy comes last week, and these guys just think they can wild out, huh? <laughs> is that that what's going on? He was he was uh, he was he got an inoculation against dysentery. Diphtheria, I believe. I don't know. He's um, he's like on God mode on Oregon Trail right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> um you know how you definitely know that um it's a Vince McMahon promo is because when he was younger, you got all of your shots in your ass. In the ass, for now sure. Now it's like now it's your arm. I don't I mean, there are very few shots you get in your ass anymore. But but you, get, you still get a few. You still get a few. But I don't think they come from giant novelty needles. And it, it also allowed the opportunity for, for Vince to think it's funny. Like, ah, he's showing his ass. Ah. Ah, it's I funny. Know, I don't know how to really even add to this. And I feel like there's more to talk about, but there's really not. No, like, it's but the, the fact that they colored, like three, like, three little dots on his arm from earlier shots that he had gotten right before that. Like, yeah, those are horrible. Like, <laughs> the, Dean, live from his physician's <laughs> office. They set up a satellite. They, they drew dots on it. They drew dots. Little dots with a with a sharpie to make it oh look like God. he had gotten shots. So um, Ambrose was over big in Cincy, by the way. My God. Yeah. Renee Young is sick of being asked about Dean. By the way, wouldn't you be? And the problem is, is they're they're not they're not allowing her to actually make a declarative statement in that. Don't ask me about it again. Yeah. Even yeah. if I knew, I wouldn't tell you because he's my husband. Like something like that. But listen, like listen, you you guys know as well as I do. He's he's really withdrawn sometimes, and I don't like the the answers that she's giving Corey and Michael in kayfabe make you question how she can be married to this guy if they never communicate about anything. Like it's weird. So don't have her make those weird, like wishy-washy. I don't know what's going on his on in his head half the time, and he never talks to me. Like Renee, get out of that relationship if that's the way the relationship is. Weird, man. Oh yeah. Worth mentioning, guys. World War Three, nineteen ninety eight retro review drops on Fightful Select within the next week. Check it out. <clears throat> Revival come out and they are not happy about Lucha House Party rules, and they shouldn't be, Alex. No, it's Lucha they House are, Party. They are rule. the bad guys because they rightfully are upset <laughs> that they have been screwed out of two matches yeah. last week. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. Our fearless leader Jimmy Van on Twitter said, "Wait, how are the baby faces the guys who get to have handicap matches in their favor? That never makes any sense." What is that? How does that even? How is that allowed? And I said, because flips and splashes and springboard arm drags and it's the, flashy it's the, gold pants. The two K, like, the two K mentality. Oh, you got to get your heel meter up, and it goes down if you use 
<laughs> yeah. High flying moves. Yeah. So the Lucha House Party are supposed to be baby faces when they're cheating every week. They're obnoxious. They're annoying. They have noisemakers. I love some of the stuff that they do in the ring. Like those the 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 one two three tag 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 flying maneuvers and splashes yeah. and stuff. Those are really fun to watch. But it's a handicap match. You you booked your heel team to fight honorably and lose a handicap match that that violates all rules of like is it like the, the the revival out there cheating they're not like gouging eyes and throwing sand in the guy's face they're trying to win honorably and they're losing because the other guys there are one more of the other team than they have i don't i don't get it i don't get it you're muted the highlight of this was dawson hitting a bow and arrow drop out of a, a rack position, essentially. That was good. But I can't believe WWE is like that thrilled with the Lucha House Party performance tonight. They were slipping and falling all over the place. Yeah. Now, very often you'll hear me say, that's okay. Fights are supposed to be sloppy. It's okay sometimes, and it is. Mm-hmm. But these three guys in particular are brought up to be the smooth workers right. that make everything look like it's easy when that we purpose. know that it's yeah. not. Yep. And that did not happen. This was a real bad performance from them, all things considered. Yep. And they were very, very lucky. They were in there with the two people that they were in there with yep. and that they had a Corey Graves on commentary yep. who would go out of his way to say things like, great defense by Dash Wilder when Lucha House Party screwed yep. up. You could absolutely sell me, uh, especially at this upcoming pay-per-view. They're not going to do it, do this, but I'd watch the hell out of this match. A tag team title match. Lucha House Party rules. Also a tornado tag. The Lucha House Party versus AOP. All all five guys legal at the same time. I would watch the hell out of that match with those two behemoths and those three guys jumping all over the place. That would be fun as hell. But, But this, if you're just treading water with this revival versus Lucha House Party feud, not going anywhere, eh, I don't know. Yep. We're told that Lars Sullivan is a free agent. Now, I I want your take on this subject, which we haven't talked about. I actually told my team don't bother with it. Some message board posts of Lars from like 12, 13, 14 years ago have popped up. Now, keep in mind, Lars is like, I think is like 31. Yeah. And this is happening a lot more with younger athletes who grew up in a social media age. Now, I can tell you that he's 30. He just turned 30. So a lot of these, man, he was a teenager. That's going to happen. You grow and you learn as you get older. Yeah. Grow and you learn even in your 20s. Yeah. Not particularly, you know, am am I, is some of the stuff that he said, allegedly, in those posts stupid? Oh, yeah, it is. But do I think that he hasn't grown and and expanded? No, I don't. Because every time I've interacted with him in person, which was multiple times at the Arnold Classic, when he had hair, for the love of God. Yeah. He was fine to deal with, but man, that, I, that's the type of stuff you, you got to get rid of everything that you ever did. Right, if, yeah. if you get signed by WWE, you might as well delete everything you ever had on social media right. before, yes. or you're going to end up getting shit for it. When you change your Twitter handle from at Dylan Miley to at Lars Sullivan WWE, Everything before that date needs to go. Gone. Just in case. 
scrub that shit from yeah. the internet. I mean, listen, uh, yeah, there's a, there's some people. Uh, my 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 hometown, Milwaukee, went through that with Josh Hader this year. Of course, some despicable shit that he said when he was younger. But the thing is, he's 24 now, and he was like 19 when he wrote it then. Like from 19 to 24, I don't know how much you've changed. He seems from his teammates that he's all a good guy. Everyone who says who has interacted with him down at the Performance Center says that that Lars is like the sweetest dude. So I don't even know what he said. I don't want to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that he's grown as a person until now because everyone who knows him now says that's the case. In the meantime, I would like to say that I love the the idea of an NXT call up being like being called up. And fielding offers from both shows. Yeah. I love that as a device. They should do that more. They, they should do that more. As far as the, the Lars and the post things go, I'm inclined to give people the benefit of the doubt when they get older and, and they can show via their actions that they've grown. You know what? AJ Styles said some really stupid stuff at like age 29, 30. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been told by people that, Seems like he he's gone past that as well, and in the social media age, you're taught to be more cognizant. And, and a lot of those jokes yeah. that people made back then, not necessarily the racial stuff, but a lot of things, it was more acceptable back then. And that's yes. not an excuse, but right. there, I, I don't know how to how to put that. It, it, acceptable, maybe not, but. No. Nowadays, you are much more likely to find somebody that that impacts Mm -hmm. and find out that it hurts somebody than you were back then when social media was really in its infancy. Nowadays, it's not going to take you very long to find somebody who's impacted by your words, what they mean, and you can see, okay, maybe that was a dumb thing to say. I'll learn from this, and hopefully he did. there's, There's a very large contingent of the LGBT community that has not and maybe will never forgive uh, Ronda Rousey for them as some oh, of the things she said in the past. So, like, like there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. That, and, and again, there are degrees to all of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's sometimes it's really hard to sh- separate, you know, quote unquote, separate the art from the artist. We will see. Yeah, Nia Jax comes out. She gets a good heel reaction, but I don't know what it says when a crowd is chanting, you can't wrestle while you're not wrestling. I, I mean, I feel like you can't wrestle is, is, uh, is lazy. Like, come on, Milwaukee. Let's be more specific. You are a reckless performer who injured somebody at the height of their career. And you're we asking too much. You. You're asking um, too much. I understand. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't love getting over her over as a heel based solely on the fact that she concussed somebody accidentally. I don't like that. Yeah. I just just don't. She trolls the crowd about Becky in a clearly pre-written promo before she turns her attention to Ronda Rousey. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Then she throws to video clips several times. 
it is really sad and frustrating. There are several tropes that we have gotten on. And hey, for whatever reason, they, they've gone away. Like, you know how Baron Corbin used to re-ask questions? Yes. Gone. They don't do it anymore. For a while, they didn't have people throw to videos. For a while, they didn't do the you people right. thing. Hey, for a while, Mickey James stopped wearing flappy pants. It's true. Many of those things are back. Uh, her impersonating Rousey was kind of funny, though. I did did think that was kind of funny. But I wonder what Tamina's notes were for this segment. Like, raise your eyebrow, eyebrows every so often. Because that's it. Rousey interrupts, gets a good pop, and that's about the peak of this, because she cut an absolutely dog shit promo. That was weird. No, it's not that weird. <laughs> not no, but compared- like, no, no, no. Not like, I'll, I'll, no, like, her cutting a dog shit promo was not weird. Um, the promo itself, like out of context, delivered by anybody, was weird. It's just odd. And and um, I was transfixed by the fact that the side of her face appeared green, and it looked like she had been she had wiped off makeup too quick. But no, those are just bruises that have turned weird colors. Yeah, but the yellow look is consistent on a lot of performers in WWE. It's got to yeah. be like a camera thing or a production thing. I, I agree the yellow look is consistent. That wasn't necessary. I've seen the yellow look from the lighting on Raw. Like, that, the whole side of her face was just discolored. It, yeah, it's... it's um, yeah. I was talking to an act- a WWE wrestler, and I said, what is that? And they didn't know. Yeah, it, it was weird. Without naming them, they said, I'm too tan to care. <laughs> I said, okay, cool. <laughs> Can relate. Hey, yeah. I, I, wor- I rock with it. So this is a painfully lame segment. Tamina says, I'm just killing time. And, t- and then I'm like, until what? I don't know. Until what? Because Natalia came out next in the riot squad attack. <clears throat> That's it. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was I, I suppose it furthers the Naya Ronda thing. It makes Tamina a wild card in that match. It, it it reinforces that Natalia is Rhonda's friend and says that the Natalia and Ruby thing isn't done yet. Oh, good. We get more of that. So I guess there are several things, several balls in the air. This keeps floating without actually progressing any of them. Good. Speaking about balls in the air, Drake Maverick cuts a promo backstage about nobody in the WWE universe understanding the fear of having their lives threatened like he did when he pissed his pants. Rudin and Gable say this is the opportunity that they have been waiting for, Alex. And then we get at the WWE Tag Team Championship match, which it may have been my lowest rated match on the show, and I can't believe that with, with the ingredients. Gable gets a little offense, but then Maverick takes off with Rude's robe before the commercial. We even see a backstage shot of him in it. So I'm sitting there wondering, why in this world did the cameraman go into the bathroom with Drake Maverick? Because it was scripted was, that he do that he do that. Yeah, of course. Maybe he was invited. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's it, it, when 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 we get to the point on an episode of Raw like this. We're trying to ask and answer logic questions. I'm, that's what we do here. We we do our best to do that on this we're show. In, we're in the weeds, man. This, this I don't. Is, I don't this. even care. And you know what? 
I'll I'll never stop caring about wanting wrestling to make a little bit of sense. Yeah, that's, that's I, what that's something I desire so much is just wanting it to make sense. Yeah, because like, when it makes sense, the in ring I'm inclined to give a little more slack to. I, I'm I, willing to give some of the performances on the mic a little more slack if it makes sense. Yeah. I'm even willing to give some of the creative like. Even if the storyline isn't as good, if it all makes sense, it comes together a little bit better for me. Yeah. I'm going to make a bit of an esoteric metaphor reference here. In World War One, there were many battlefields where like like a hundred yards of mud was contested over like two years. And one side would advance a little bit and then get pushed back and vice versa. This is, One side is us. The other side is WWE illogical crap. And tonight it advanced and we had to retreat. We'll push back next week, but we had to go in full retreat to mode tonight, brother. Like there was nothing we could do. It was there. The, the force of their illogicalness was overwhelming. I don't know what esoteric means. And I think, you know, I don't know what it means. And now when I think of the, the composition of the word, I think that that is ironic because I'm pretty sure that it means that not a lot of people know what it means. Exactly. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't graduate from Moorhead State University, but I'm putting those classes to work. I just figured that one out on the fly. So anyway, Rude gets the hot tag. He's cut off with a fallaway slam, and he's distracted by Drake Maverick. Why is he distracted by Drake Maverick, though? Because he's up on the... Uh, Titantron. Titantron. In the bathroom. Pissing on his robe. On his robe. And he puts the robe in the toilet, and then... Pisses on the robe in the toilet. You know, this show is ruining the good goddamn name that John Candy gave Milwaukee. Yes, it is true. And it's really upsetting me. I've got a big fight that I don't want with Melissa, my producer, who messed up our show several times, mm. this week at Listing Your Boy 100. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll plug in here in a second. I am fearful that Jimmy will try to distract me in the middle of this fight by pissing on my peacoat. It's possible. I mean, I don't even want to fight Melissa anymore. At this point, it's a proven tactic. I mean, it's worked in the past. Why would he not employ all possibilities? I will commit to this, though. If I do fight Melissa, if if she backs me into this corner, I will cheat. And I will also make this the worst fight Ever. This will be the worst. This will be worse than Jimmy Van's Marie reveal, the cardboard cutout. It's going to be worse than that. Listen, your boy, 100, 3 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it, guys. I promised music, a special intro, explosions, moves banned from WWE, broken bones, my greatest green screen trick yet. Hot dog. AOP win, and they really shouldn't need distraction wins due to their manager taking a piss. No. Um, listen, uh, Rockstar Spud was never, like, the best worker in TNA. He had, but man, he, was, he, gave, he improved a hell of a lot in the ring. And when he was brought over to WWE and given the, the job of general manager of, of 205 Live, he handled that role really, really well. And he has been, up until this point, a very well-respected straight shooter playing down the middle with heels and faces. He's made that show much better. 
by him being the authority figure on that show. They brought him over to Raw and made him be the the manager of AOP. Fine. But at this point, he's now a piss joke. That's what the character is. Yeah. The character is a living pee-pee joke. If and you want to see how it works. Sorry about that. If you want to see good storytelling, him versus EC3 in the UK yeah. was just outstanding storytelling. <clears throat> and he doesn't have to be in the ring to tell a story. No, no. well. Ember Moon defeated Alicia Fox. Now, Alicia Fox had gender and the Singh brothers out there. I'm glad they're still... This is essentially a, a two-part, a two-segment mixed-match challenge commercial. Yeah. Which brings me to one of the other things I liked about this show. Kurt Hawkins is such a fantastic replacement for Braun Strowman. He is I, the best replacement for Braun Strowman, possibly, because he is the polar opposite. Right. I wish it, it was somebody... Other than Ember Moon was the partner, like if because originally it was it was originally this partnership was Braun and Alexa. Then Alexa had to pull out, and they replaced Alexa with Ember Moon. Weeks and weeks and weeks go by of Braun and Ember Moon just tearing crap up all over the place, and then Braun goes out and they replace him with Kurt Hawkins. Like imagine if it was still Alexa who was Braun's partner, and they replaced Braun with winless Kurt Hawkins and the mileage you could get out of Alexa throwing a hissy fit because her partner went from Braun to yeah. Kurt Hawkins. As it is, like, Ember's pretty affable and will just roll with the punches. But going from Braun to Kurt Hawkins is the biggest step down imaginable. I love it. I love it. And this segment was a big part of why I loved it. Kurt was out cheering on Ember who gets a win with a spinning suplex and an eclipse for the win. Alicia sold the hell out of it. It was great. Nobody has taken that move badly. She took it very creatively tonight. Like she 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 went she got pulled forward and whiplashed back so fast. Her legs shot out from under her. She landed on her back. Yeah. Like with her legs forward. That was nuts. Um I love um uh Kurt Hawkins getting really excited about having Ember Moon as his partner tomorrow night because he thinks that if Ember wins the match for them tomorrow, his undefeated, his un, his winless streak is over and he will have won a match. I don't know. They're very tenuous with the logic around whether tag matches count or don't and your winless streak or whatever. Um, but wait, I can't wait for them to go on a huge losing streak because of him and him. Well, just they they constantly refer to Oscar getting beat on SmackDown yeah. in a tag match. But Kurt, if you've ever heard him talk about the losing streak outside, like in interviews, he yeah. loves it. He says it's yeah. the best thing that could have happened to him. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's he's worked as a producer while he was injured earlier this year, and that, that's a good sign because WWE likes Kurt, and they should. He can train wrestlers. He can produce. He's, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I'll give you all a little inside baseball. There was once upon a time we were going to do a toy podcast on Fightful. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins started theirs, and I said, what's the point? We're not getting better than Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder no, from a true. from a personality standpoint, so we're not doing one. But this was a good display of why. Kurt was so excited because he's like, oh, shit, my losing streak's going to end. Mm -hmm. And he was hugging Ember, and she's like, what? What? Don't touch me. It was yeah. great. She had no idea what was going on. I love that. And they, were, they became so excited. They joined No Way Jose's conga line yes. after the match. Which sets up Jinder Mahal defeating No Way Jose. Here's that match. A rest hold as the match starts. A comeback, a colossus, and a pin. There's your four-word review. Um, when was the last time No Way Jose competed on Raw? 
Uh, it's been months. I was looking this week. It was August. 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 I was going to say May. That's how That's how long it's felt since he's appeared. I remember he was the victim of the Mojo Raleigh push, where it was just Mojo Raleigh beating up on No Hoy Jose for a few rows in a row because it looked like they were going to do something with Mojo. Tonight, Mojo lost on main event to Titus, who I thought had retired from wrestling. That's what they're doing with Mojo. So, um, yeah, I, I think what it's- What are they doing with Mojo? He, he lost to Titus tonight on main event. Oh, okay. Um, so- Weird. Here's the deal. I think it is better to be Kurt Hawkins and winless than Mojo Raleigh get, get a push for, you know, for what, five weeks and then forgotten about. Like, I, I'd much rather be the guy whose job it is to go out and make other people look- like a hundred bucks, like a million bucks every every time you go out there, then the guy whose job it is to go out there and just every now and then uh, occasionally appear on the show that no one watches. Yeah, man. What what can I say? This was a sad state of affairs. So uh let me let me just let me just say it, guys. Hey, you want a hard penis, visit bluechew.com. There you go. This show. I mean, it'll just zap you. Yeah. It'll leave you deflated, debilitated, just boo. You take that blue chew and things change. Say you're playing 2K, you hit that triangle button. Come back. <laughs> you hit that button combination. That's what blue chew does for you. You can take them anytime, day or night. They'll be ready when you are. Because they're chewable, they work faster than the other guys, but they do have the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. Since it prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, too, so you're quicker. They're more effective. You don't have to wait around. And they're cheaper. Special deal right now. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. You know, Alex. Yeah. I felt like I gnawed on a Blue Chew when Seth Rollins won with that Falcon Arrow. Yes. Yeah. It was one of those deals where... Oh boy, man. I was really excited for the return of the Intercontinental Championship uh, Open Challenge with uh, they, 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 you know, per, you know, like had Seth went to Tulsa Media said, I'm doing this. I can't wait to do it. And we're like, okay, they must be setting up something special. Who is it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the person we didn't expect who comes out to answer that open challenge? The person who, ne- who would never get this title shot otherwise. The person like when Neville came out to challenge Seth Rollins when he had an open challenge and Neville nearly won, but for a foot on the ropes. Who's going to be the Neville tonight? And it was. The question is, who will come? Who will come? And the answer is you if you visit BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. Get a little open challenge of your own going. But Dolph Ziggler answered the Intercontinental Championship Open Challenge. All due respect to him, this is a way. If there were, if there were any semblance of wind in the crowd, yeah. it would have been taken out. Yeah. This is the seventh 
Ziggler versus Rollins one-on-one match on TV since June. And the 21st televised one-on-one match they've had since 2014. They have had 15 matches total against one another, including tags, triple threats, and singles since June in 24 weeks. That means more than once every other week. I don't need to see these two gentlemen wrestle ever again. I've seen it enough. Like I, I don't. And and like this was the absolute wrong person to answer the call. Like the guy who we've seen wrestle Seth a million times recently. Like it could have been anybody. It could have been a blast from the past. Somebody he has wrestled before. He wrestled a bunch in the past, but hasn't wrestled ever in two years. Something like that, or somebody like out of the blue. Some a brand new person bring somebody you, you've already decided that sometimes guys from 205 Live can come over to, to the main roster for a night. Like that that Mustafa Ali versus Seth Rollins is just sitting out there waiting to like knock the socks off the crowd. Do that. I mean, yeah. if you if you want to get nuts, Tomasa Ciampa is from Milwaukee. Like there's a less hey. crazy stuff you could do. For, it is a free ad for 205 Live. Throw Hideo Itami out there. You know what? I bet Rollins would have loved to have had that match. Oh, my God. I'm sure Rollins would have. Re- Who has been was- stagnant forever. Right. So as soon as Dolph answers the call and he comes out, and I realize it's not just like a smoke screen. He's also going to in- introduce somebody else who's his hand-picked challenger, some big guy or whatever. Oh, this is where Lars debuts. Lars debuts now because Dolph brought him in. What? It's not that. It's just Dolph. Okay, I'm not going to pay attention to this match. And then I like glance over and I realize, holy crap. Seth just won with the Falcon Arrow out of the superplex. I've been begging them to let him win with that move for it seems like years. I finally get it tonight. And it's in a match nobody cared to see versus Dolph Ziggler. And that's when I realized he was the Monday night monkey's paw. Be careful what you wish for because you're going to get what you wanted, but not how you wanted it. I Jimmy has pretty much greenlit a night that wrestling died world tour shirt. I would love to get a Monday night paw shirt going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we got to get that going. It is a real thing. It's become things that start as inside jokes on this show become very real. Yeah. So Ziggler deep pins on a nice drop kick, has some really good cradles in between slow rest holds that he didn't need. Rollins and Ziggler perfectly time a back body drop to the outside of the ring before a commercial. We return to Rollins firing off a springboard clothesline for two, comes up empty on a frog splash. Ziggler applies a sleeper, but Rollins does the old bam-bam slam to get him out of it. They had the crowd going after a really crap raw. I liked the match. It was good. I the typical 6.25 out of 10 match that these two guys are going to give you every time out on the match ratings. Cheap plug. They, they go up tomorrow morning. Rollins misses a curb stomp, eats a zigzag for two, and Ziggler does his trash talk spot. Then the superplex Falcon Arrow wins it. I love that call to end the match with the Falcon Arrow. Yeah. No, I, 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 everyone should have two credible finishers. Like one, they one is their finisher, and the other one is their secondary that they can win with twenty-five to thirty-five percent of the time. Like Sammy, Sammy Zayn should win with the Blue Thunder Bomb every now and again, so we believe that two count. Um, the thing about these two guys is they're they're very good together. They work really well together. But I feel like after having seen them wrestle fifteen times since June, 
I've seen the match already. No matter what they do, I've seen parts of it. So like, I feel like the match they did tonight is the same match they did six weeks ago in Sheboygan and the same match they'll do six weeks from now in Little Rock. It's just, it's the same thing. Now, I don't want anybody to act like I'm reporting this, but I'm like wondering if Rollins and Ziggler go, shit, what, what do we do? Oh, we'll end it on a Falcon Arrow. It's the only thing we haven't done yet. <laughs> Man, I hope that's it. Monday night, Paul. Yeah. We get the Q&A. Why? Because Alexa Bliss gives Sasha Banks and Bayley the chance to answer questions in an open forum out in front of a crowd. Well, kind of. Alexa comes out and trashes the crowd, sends it to a plant for a question who asks what they would change about Raw. Mm-hmm. Bailey gives a canned answer, and then Sasha says, I'd send your little butt back to SmackDown. I, I wish she would have said, I'd send your biscuit butt back to SmackDown. Because yeah, he knows you want to get, the, you get that over. He still wants it. Bailey then one-ups and says, I, I want to send you to hell! Where you came from! I'm like, all right. Mickey <laughs> James, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox attack, but get beaten up. Now, normally I'd say... Whatever, let's move on. Whatever, let's move on. But no. Alex, I was in the crowd. Yep. Darcade two nights ago. Got this neat little chair right here. Awesome. If you guys want to see me seductively remove the sticker in which I was not supposed to remove under penalty by law <laughs> while promoting Blue Chew, tune into that Starcade watch along that I did. On that show. Dana, which aired on the network last night. This last match night. aired. Yeah. Dana Brooks, or Dana Brooke, uh, not Brooks, who has done an amazing job getting herself back in shape and improving mm-hmm. in the ring, teamed with these three and yeah. got a win. Yeah. <clears throat> She's attacking them tonight. They they did a good job of, of selling it as Dana just trying to prove herself to the new women's commissioner or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, like, but that could be a motivation for it. Like I'm, I'm kind of treading water being like the fourth member of this eight woman tag of the face team. Maybe I can actually do something being somebody's heater for a while. Um, but still no wind hold. Quit. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Um, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, I, I, when they advertised here, here are the lists of matches we're doing on Starcade, And I was like, Okay. Let's see which ones of them go on the network. And they're like, hey, AJ versus Samoa Joe again. And this A-woman tag that you wouldn't watch if it was on Raw. I was like, I'm not watching Stargate. I'm sorry. Nothing stayed the same on that show based on like based on like two weeks ago. I think like one or two of the matches ended up staying the same between Daniel Bryan winning the title from yeah. AJ to Braun getting hurt to Becky getting hurt. That no longer being a title match. That no longer being a cage match. They had to make something else the cage match. Yeah. Oh boy, it unraveled. Like the crowd was good, but you all can get that report uh, over on the the podcast network, fightfulpods.com. Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin defeated Finn Balor. Why? Well, this was supposed to be the fifth Corbin versus Balor singles match on TV since this summer as well. Mm-hmm. And we've had plenty of attacks and things that, that, that led up to, to those matches. Rest hold, drop kick, Balor boot. Who cares about this match, Alex? Who cares? Nobody. Nobody does. Balor gets some offense, gets cut off, jumping in the ring with a punch. The boss man spot happens. Balor does a double foot stomp. At least the deep six looked good, which when doesn't it? It always looks good. Always looks good. 
So Corbin makes this match a handicap match, and Drew McIntyre attacks. Claymore hits, and they win. Lashley and Leo join the party after. Lashley attacks, and all the heels hit their finishes. Yep. And Elias doesn't help, because why would he? Well, he but because he's he's horribly injured in the back. He's in the trainer's room. They they won't let him come out. Like you can't go. Seven men are holding him back because he wants to help. No, it's not that's not the way it works. Um, so here's the deal. They're like, okay, we we don't have Braun. Braun's gonna come back, he'll be back in time for TLC, but we're not gonna have him on TV for a while. So we're gonna build to that match by having Baron, Drew, and Bobby with Leo be the worst possible shits. Everyone's going to want to see them get beat up and Braun will at TLC and that'll be the big payoff. And I'm like, okay, great. So then what happens on the, on the raw after TLC? Oh, good. The, the build to Royal rumble when, when Braun will get in the ring with Brock Lesnar and either, either kick out of six F fives and lose or alternatively, as we've seen in another singles match with Brock Lesnar, get pinned by the first F5. There's no like I don't have any faith in the story that they're telling along this along these lines. Like WrestleMania might as might as well be eons from now. I just don't I don't feel like they have any any motivation to tell any stories leading up from anywhere at this point. It is amazing how creative they got in the couple of weeks following yeah. Roman Reigns. But when Becky got hurt and Alexa got hurt and Braun got hurt and everybody got hurt, yeah, it all went down the toilet. That like and and then there's stuff coming out about the the possibility of them doing Rollins versus Lesnar at WrestleMania 35. Which don't get me wrong, I love Rollins, but are we really never putting the title on Braun? Are we really gonna lose that that big that that giant monster sized meteor? hurtling across the st- sky for a moment and we're not going to hitch our wagon to that even for like a few months. I, I, I still can't believe they're, 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 they they might pass that up. This is a show where they were like, you know what? We don't need 205 Live talent on here. We don't need the universal title on here. Let's drag our feet about women's a women's tag team division. Yeah. That Who needs bad. it? Who needs any of those things? Who needs anything to spice up this show? This show sucked ass. Yeah. This was the night that wrestling died five, I think. I think. I think it's five. I think you're right. It's, it's either I, five. I, it might be six. I don't know. We were a little liberal there spreading around. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's the gimmick. I had a WWE wrestler actually say, dude, Goldberg squashing Brock ruled. And I'm like, well, yeah, in retrospect, but we were. That's part of the joke is that we overreacted we to that. In the moment. Yes. Wildly. Wildly, so that's what we do here. The stock's going to be fine. Our numbers right now, <laughs> as I'm doing this, they're fantastic, Alex. <laughs> they're unbelievable. I can't everybody, believe it. Everybody wants to, to tune in and watch the analysis of the train wreck. It's unbelievable. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't and, know. And, and, and I'm, I'm very apprehensive about uh, tomorrow's SmackDown. Yeah, well, Becky's going to be on the show, right? And uh, but I don't, I don't questions. Yeah, well, that's the thing is I'm apprehensive about those questions and the answers to them. Couple cheap plugs, guys. I got the Fightful Wrestling Weekly every Friday morning that drops. I cover it every week on Fightful Select as well. So do our friends at uh, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But 
I have about a thousand words worth of exclusive scoops, maybe some things I didn't include in interviews, some uh, exclusive news that has come to Fightful that maybe you missed or new stuff. Check it out. It's a good time. Just a, a little something extra that goes up early for Fightful Select subscribers at tier two. Don't forget to check out Fightful Select. That is the most direct way to support us. We try to do things a, a new, better, uh, more respectable way at Fightful uh, while still entertaining you. I think that other people have the complete lack of sense of humor reviews down, so we try to vary it up a little bit in, in our coverage, but FightfulSelect.com, the most direct way you can support us. Another way to support us, subscribe to uh, YouTube.com slash FightfulMMABoxing. That is our uh, MMA and boxing channel. We will have a Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury post-show podcast uh, on Saturday. I think I'm covering like four MMA pay-per-views this weekend. It's unbelievable. It's a good time. Alex, what do you got going on this week as we wrap up? Uh, I might be marching in a parade this uh, this Saturday dressed as Frosty the Snowman. Well, it's, it's better than you being at Raw and marching in a parade of shit, which you got to do with me after the broadcast. Remember, guys, check out our sponsors at BlueChew.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. I'm telling you guys, there's nothing to be ashamed of using BlueChew. It is a performance enhancer, my friend. Also, check out our bodies. Those gloves are magnificent. I don't sell you guys anything that I don't think is uh, fantastic. And Action Heat is fantastic. They are at the warming store on Twitter. So let them know you heard about them from us. Use that code FIGHTFUL, save 20%. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. Until next time, guys, we're out.